Good afternoon, passengers. This is Captain Bot 5000. The only truly impossible mission is solving the liar's paradox. If this sentence is false, then it must be true, but also false, but true, but false, but true, 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 false, true, false, false, true. Welcome to Piloting the Pilots. My name is Aaron. With me, as always, is my stone-cold spy, Cameron. How are you doing today, honey? Uh, just freezing. Stone-cold? <laughs> freezing. Okay. <laughs> Deleting text on my computer. <laughs> what for? <laughs> it's gone forever. It's gone forever. Stone-cold spy. It decomposes? It decomposes. It doesn't uh, self-destruct. No, it decomposes. <laughs> this is like, really need a second draft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That second draft? They probably do. And it includes Peter In the Graves. next episode. Peter yeah. Graves is like, no, it self-destructs. It doesn't <laughs> decompose. Right. So uh, how was everything with you this week? This week's been good. We went to the Fern Bank. Uh, I thought it was going to be really rinky-dink, but it was really cool. And, and our kids loved it. Got to see some big-ass dinosaur bones. Big dinosaur bones. We, we discussed how it would have been if the dinosaurs peed on us. Yeah. How we could not run away from them. No. Nope. Even if they were slow and sluggish. It's yeah, just, there's no way. It's not anymore. For every, like, 12 steps of mine, they would only take one. <laughs> yeah. So there's no way you can outrun one of these predators. And why did that Argentinosaurus have sharp teeth? I don't know. I'm very confused by I this. I was concerned by that. I mean, I does it like chainsaw down the trees? <laughs> I don't know. I always thought they had like uh, like bovine teeth. Yeah, I thought they had like uh, brontosaurus teeth that are flat. You know, yeah. herbivore teeth. Yeah. So, yeah. as you can tell, we learned a lot. Not, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have a tour guide, so we made up a bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> we found a weird old house in the woods behind the. Oh museum. wow! That, but it was so cool. And unfortunately, they were just letting it rot. Which really sucked because it had all this ornate tile work in yeah. it. and It was one of those um, artistic houses of like the 1940s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was really neat, but unfortunately the nature was taking it over. Which is kind of cool. Which but... is cool too, but it's like, look at all these mosaics that mm-hmm. are now just kind of being eaten by nature. Yeah. It was sad. It was sad. It was sad. Have you seen anything this week that you would like to discuss? What, what do you mean? Television shows. Oh, not that I'm aware of. What did I watch this week? I don't know. What did we watch? We, I don't know. We watched something with our kids yesterday. What did we watch? Oh, Porco Rosa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That movie's <laughs> awful. Wow. We, wow. It was like every five seconds we had to be like, he's being sexist because he's, he's a pig. <laughs> Quite literally. Because he's sexist. Because he's sexist. <laughs> then why aren't the other men pigs? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Good question. Good question, Jake. <laughs> so um, we watched Parker Rosso, mm-hmm. a lesser Miyazaki. Film. I'd say the least Miyazaki <laughs> film, yeah. Um, and then, um, oh, update. Mm. I finished uh-huh. Severance. Oh, right, right. And you totally want to tell me the ending. I want to tell you the ending. So here's what I'm going to say. I, I, well, it's not even that I want to tell you the ending. It's just like I've been wanting to talk to you about it, but I'm like, no, I got to wait for the podcast. Right. 
my overall impression of the show mm-hmm. is pretty much what we felt when we watched the first episode. Okay. I feel like a lot of people think that, like, we didn't like it. Oh, we liked it. We liked it quite a bit, but I think you also have to be in a mood to watch it. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, it's not... It's a very cerebral, mm-hmm. very deliberate show. And if you're not in the mood for a cerebral, deliberate yeah. show, it's just not like, yeah. you know, whatever. So the rest of the episodes, there's 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. I only watched two. Did you even, you saw two? I saw two. Oh, yeah, but you did see two. Mm-hmm. So I saw, I would say, one through eight. Okay. Ish. It's basically the same stuff. Okay. Weird things happen clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything moves along at that same kind of languid pace, right. which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the last two episodes <laughs> pop off, and they <laughs> are fantastic. And so when I was watching it, I was like, will I watch season two? Yeah, I'll probably watch season two. Mm-hmm. I'm interested enough, and it leaves you in a place where you're like, oh, I want to see what's going to happen next. Right. My only, I guess, don't want it to sound derogatory or dismissive, Okay. but... Um, my only complaint, I suppose, mm. is I don't think it needed to be 10 episodes long. Okay. Like, it felt like, like I said, one through eight, not, like, you could have made it a really good movie. Okay. I think. Nothing really gets introduced in those episodes mm. that, like, couldn't have been done in less time. Right. If you know, you know how we kind of said, like, there's, like, a lot of yeah. time just walking Like Yellow the Jackets. Yeah. Like, like, it would have been a really good horror movie, but instead they, they slowed it down and stretched it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like, well, no, this would have made an awesome movie. But the, as soon as I say that, though, I have to bite my tongue because I'm like, well, all that extra time did get you to a place with these characters. So mm. it does seem sort of necessary, but also unnecessary. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't have worked as a movie, but, like, I think you could have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they achieved so much in those eight hours mm. that you couldn't have condensed down. Like, right. a lot of it we got in the first episode. Ah, you know okay. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but it's not complaint. And I did watch episode two of Yellow Jackets, <laughs> which was about the same. You get a little bit more information about Misty, mm-hmm. which was cool. Okay. There's a lot more Christina Ricci just in general in the show. Unfortunately, I was going to watch more, but Paramount Plus only has the first two episodes. <laughs> you have to subscribe to Showtime to watch the rest, and I'm not going to do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was. they're both worth watching. Okay. If you're in that type of mood, though. You have right. to be in that mood, I think, to, to really appreciate it and like it. But I think yeah. they're both very, very good. Okay. Okay. Excellent. There you go. All right. So, but this week... What yeah. we actually came here to talk about yes. is Mission Impossible. It is impossible. It's not, though, impossible because they make it happen every episode. It happen so it should in... be Mission Possible. <laughs> well, yeah, we definitely need to, to articulate the colon. Yeah. <laughs> I think we always call it Mission Impossible. But, but it's not. It's, it's Mission Impossible. impossible. <laughs> or this mission can do. Yeah. <laughs> or Mission Sort of. Mission <laughs> would be possible, but we're going to screw up a lot to make it more difficult for ourselves. Yes. Possible. <laughs> Mission, this guy is actually really good at his job. Yeah. So he's going to throw a wrench in the works. Oh, oh the Santa Costa Perot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we watched Mission Impossible. Do you want to give us a show synopsis? It is of... the TV show from what year? 64, 66? 1966 is 1966. All right. So. 
An elite, covert operations unit carries out highly sensitive missions subject to official denial in the event of failure, death, or capture. And you want to give us the specific episode synopsis for this one today. Dan Briggs. <laughs> Great. That's a good name. What was my favorite Italian spy name? Oh, I don't remember oh. his name anymore. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous, it was but ridiculous, great. Ridiculous, but great. Oh, oh, I cannot believe I forget that. We'll have to look I that up. love really old Italian spy movies. Mm-hmm. They're horrendously awesome. Yeah, horrendously awesome. All right, Dan Briggs apparently rejoins the Impossible Missions apparently? Force. He says apparently. <laughs> he apparently joins. I guess. Rejoins, my bad. <laughs> That, okay, there's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> he apparently does it? And rejoins. I would say if the show popped off, he did it. He did it. Okay. Uh, after some sort of sabbatical, it says. So, let me reread this weird <laughs> sentence. Dan Briggs apparently rejoins the Impossible Missions Force after some sort of sabbatical. And that's... that's <laughs> who wrote this? <laughs> Someone who's like half paying attention. Like, who wrote I this? Don't know. His recorded instructions include the words, Welcome back, Dan. It's been some time. I don't remember that. Yeah, he does. The, 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 the record. Okay. You know how much trouble it is to make a record <laughs> that you're just going to melt? <laughs> it decomposes. Decomposes. It doesn't self-destruct. It decomposes. It's made made of organic material. (laughs) Okay. Second sentence. (laughs) Briggs assembles a team that includes a master of disguise. (laughs) Master of illusion. It actually says in his byline, master of illusion. Master of illusions. (laughs) And he's always playing with a cigarette. He's like, ooh, look at me. I'm a magician. I bet you Martin Landau learned how to do that specifically for the show. And then he was like, anytime you see my character, I'm going to be like... <laughs> like Val Kilmer with his coin thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Val yes. Kilmer was like, I-, I learned how to do this every... So week. I'm putting it in a movie it's every gonna... single time. I just watched Batman Forever this week. Yeah. He doesn't do it in that, which is very disappointing. Maybe it was cut. May, well, I may have been because um, Two Face is in that movie. And oh, and he does a lot with coins. Yeah, so maybe it was too much coins. <laughs> There's too many coins in this movie. <laughs> it's gonna flop, guys. You gotta get too many coins. We got one coin. Val, Val, we got one coin base guy. He's we the don't coin need guy. to. He's the coin guy. You're the bat guy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Where was I? I don't know. Yeah, a femme fatale. She was awesome. She, cinnamon Brown or whatever. Cinnamon Brown? <laughs> I, don't think like it's, that. I don't think it's Cinnamon Brown. But her cinnamon, first name was Cinnamon. Uh, 100% her, her Christian given name <laughs> was Cinnamon. Was cinnamon. Her, but her I can, hey, I can't complain. My ancestors, I, they were twins. They were named Spicy and Icy, and that is a fact. That's, that's... Spicy and Icy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> an electronics whiz. Yes. An incredibly strong man. <laughs> <laughs> and he can drive. Oh, and a safe cracker. So the electronics whiz was not the safe cracker. Okay. The electronics whiz was, I guess, the pest control guy who set up yes. the fireworks. Yes. I thought he, but like when I'm looking at And their he made dossier, sure the, the television uh, wasn't shown. See, when I. Well, I then why the was dossier, he practicing? Wait a second. No, the dossier. If he was going, hold on. If he was going to shut down the television show. Like you just shut me down? Yeah, like I just shut you down. Then why was Martin Landau practicing that speech? Because, well, Martin Landau says at one point he's like, 
you got to get me out of there before the speech. And they're like, we're going to do that. Oh, okay. But then things go sideways, so they're like, you might have to do the speech. And so he's like, okay, I got, I got to figure this out. I got to. But how did it go sideways? Because the electronics guy was free to move about the hotel. I, well, maybe it was just a backup plan because things definitely went sideways. Oh, my God. These people. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> but most of them they do they do address in the show. There's one they don't, though. That was a problem. Oh, God. <laughs> Briggs will need all their skills to steal two atomic bombs mm-hmm. from a hostile South American country. No, it's not South American. It's Central American. No, it's not even Central American. It's, it's an island in the Caribbean yeah. called Santa Costa. Santa Costa. I looked up Santa Costa to see if that was anything. That's not. The first thing that came up mm-hmm. was from the Charmed Wikipedia, and apparently oh, the God. Charmed girls live in Santa, Santa Costa, Costa, which is St. Coast. Come on. St. Coast. That's not a name for a country. <laughs> it was a very blessed coast. You <laughs> Whatever. Could have called it like... Like Puerto Rico is rich port. Yeah. That makes sense. St. Coast. Boca Raton is mouth of the rat. Gross. <laughs> they could have called it like Costa Bonita. Yeah. Good coast. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty coast. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I mean, there you go. We're like St. Coast? St. Coast? What the <laughs> fuck is that? I don't know. Uh, this show was starring a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. No Peter Graves or Leonard no. Nimoy at this no, point. No, no, they're not but here yet. But we did get a double punch. We did get we a Star Trek, a double, Star punch. Trek double punch. Yeah, which made us both hoot and holler. Oh, that was phenomenal. Because you know those are the most effective types of punches. <laughs> I'm going to so- have to try that. I've never... Attempted. Is it maybe like you're holding a baseball bat, only you're not holding a baseball bat? Okay. It's like that kind of force? I actually looked it up. Oh, God. This is one point in the show where I kind of lost track because I was (laughs) looking this up. Apparently, that was an old wrestling move, like a professional wrestling move. Wait, you could double punch somebody in wrestling? Well, it's fake. Oh, you mean fake wrestling, yeah, no, not um, real wrestling. Not like Greco-Roman naked wrestling. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Okay. No, no. That's totally different. <laughs> no, no, this is like... Did a, you know women were not allowed to watch Olympic events? Because I they bet. could... They, according to them, women might get turned on <laughs> by all the naked men wrestling. And all the, all, all the men back there and were like, if I a woman, Now, get this. And if a woman did happen to watch it, she would be thrown off a cliff. <laughs> The sentence was death. You might get so horny that we're going to have to kill you. We're going to have to kill you because you're staring at these naked dudes all oiled up with all their muscles wrestling each other. Just hardcore, just like each other. You will never see anything as beautiful again. We must kill you. We must kill you. You violated sacred laws. That's interesting. But yeah, I didn't feel like the show. Oh, what I was gonna say about the double punch. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it was actually a move that was also used a lot in old TV shows, like in westerns and stuff. Mm-hmm. They did it, but it originated as a professional wrestling move. And then the guy who was doing Star Trek. So this didn't copy Star Trek. This is just a move that they were doing. Oh, okay. But um, the guy picked it specifically for Star Trek because he said it looked kind of futuristic. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted it, and, it's kind of, and they say it's like holding an axe, like swinging an axe. Ah, oh, so I was kind of right with the baseball, yeah, baseball. bat. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, yeah, cool, okay. I, I, but, I mean, like, it's ineffectual. You, so you're yeah. leaving yourself wide open for wide corn. Wide open. Later eggs in your 
wounds. I mean, because too, when you follow through, like if you happen, if the if guy happens to dodge, you're screwed well, for a, a good ve- two seconds. That's a very because slow. your whole body has twisted weirdly, mm-hmm. so you can't easily recover you're from that. You're leaving your midsection completely. You're open. leaving your face completely open. Yeah, you, and like I'm assuming when you do that, you're you're putting your yeah, you got you got to swing everything into it. I'm fairly yeah. certain you're not having like baseball stance of like yeah. wide open legs. You better hit is what you you're better saying. hit. Yeah, but if, we, if you miss, you're screwed. But we do know if you do hit, those people are out for a good three hours. Three hours out cold. <laughs> uh, this show is co- starring Stephen Hill as Daniel Briggs. He was in The Firm and Columbo. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> Barbara Bain as Cinnamon Carter. Cinnamon Carter, that's it. She was in Space, 1999, and Moonlighting. Yeah. We have Greg Morris as Barney Collier. He was on The Love Boat and Wonder Woman. We have Peter Lupus. He was the big, strong guy. Ah. He was Will Armitage. He was in The Love Boat and <laughs> Hercules. That, that guy had the worst job. <laughs> I don't even know if he had a line in the whole no. show. <laughs> he, and he was also in, you'll like this, uh-huh. Hercules and the Tyrants of Babylon. Ooh, I've never seen that one. He plays Hercules in it. Obviously. Yeah, clearly. I'm going to have to watch it. We have Martin Landau as Rollin Hand, the master of illusions. <laughs> <laughs> he was also in Space 1999 yeah. and Columbo. We should watch Space <laughs> 1999. 1999. Wow, I wonder what we're going to be doing in space in 1999. <laughs> the far-flung Ooh, future. The far-flung future. Uh, and then finally we have Wally Cox. As... Have you seen this meme going around? George Jetson was born. Yeah, he was born, yeah, uh, yeah like Like tomorrow. the 22nd or Yeah, it's like sometime yeah. this month. Yeah, it's crazy. This <laughs> says, so if your name's Jetson, you better name your kid George. <laughs> you better. <laughs> Otherwise our timeline is fucked. <laughs> Don't screw up the timeline. <laughs> Uh, Terry Targo, and he was in Underdog. Oh, he did the voice of Underdog. Yeah. The, the, the safecracker guy. Oh, uh, yeah. And Mr. Peepers. Ew. And like I said, Ew. Yeah, I, yeah Ew. I, I kept that one because that was creepy. Ew. And uh, like I said, I didn't think the show suffered from no Peter Graves or Leonard Nimoy. No, it didn't. It was still very good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was quite I good. had so much fun watching it. This did remind me of our lost episode of... The Rockford Files. The Rockford Files. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a good time. Except, oh. except this one... Mm-hmm. was far more progressive than the Rockford Files. Absolutely. Yeah, it was... It's amazing what 10 years did yeah. to women's movements. Yeah. A really amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was released September 17th, 1966. Mm-hmm. The number one song was You Can't Hurry Love by The Supremes. Mm. And the number one movie was Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Everybody. She's a nightmare. She's a nightmare. Nightmare. Totally. She's a nightmare horror movie <laughs> you make me what a pig <laughs> anyway uh, do you have a prediction for this sucker I do sexist but awesome with the sexy spies doing sexy spy things it was it, there was sex now I want to say sexism but I mean like they use it to their advantage. To their advantage. Which is very which is, progressive. Yeah, exactly. It was so like, I loved Cinnamon Carter. She was fantastic. Fucking loved her. She, and I loved the way the men treated her, too. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. no, you're a distraction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, they treated her with respect. Like, no, you're good at what you do. At you know, one and point, this, is a, this is a necessity. At one point, Mar- uh, Mark, Martin Lando kind of flirts with her a bit. Kind of like, hits on her. But... Yeah. 
it was almost good natured to me. Mm-hmm. It was more like friends. Like it didn't really feel like sexual harassment. Yeah, because yeah. she just brushes him like right off, and yeah. like he's like, yeah, whatever. Like it was just yeah. like, I don't know. It was just a kind of a flirty, friendly thing. It yeah. didn't feel like gross to me. Yeah, exactly. You like know? normally, I'd be I'd be the first to call out on that shit. Yeah, you know? yeah, but it felt like these are two people who know each other. And yeah. You know, they're just... They're just teasing each just other. just screwing around. Yeah. You know, so it didn't feel weird. And that was the only real bit of mm-hmm. that kind of behavior. Sexism, yeah. You know, so... It was, it was really impressive. Like it, I said, it was it was very impressive. And, like, <laughs> even though her role is to be the beautiful distraction, mm-hmm. that's not all she does. She does a yep. lot. She uses it to her advantage. Exactly. Whereas... The that's person, why she's always underestimated, and that's why she can get away with all this she shit. She uses it to, like, yeah. un- so people underestimate her, mm-hmm. you know? Whereas, like, I feel like the person who comes out maybe sort of, like, the least developed yeah. is Will Armitage as the strong guy. Yeah, who's... that poor guy. I felt so bad for his character. All he did was carry suitcases. <laughs> like, from one room to another, <laughs> back out. He, you know, he drove and was described as his manservant. Yeah. At one point. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, that poor guy. That's a terrible role. Uh, here's my prediction, once again, in the haiku form. Hissing fuse alit. Oh, Sweaty thoughts from skin exudes. Ew. Ticking clock concludes. <laughs> and not really supposed to rhyme, I understand, yeah. with a haiku, but... But you did it anyway. Uh, you know... You got a rhyming haiku. I, I'm, not, I'm nothing if not a rebel. <laughs> <laughs> I like to experiment with the form. <laughs> Um, okay, so before we get into that, though, do you want to hear a little story? Well, we, we did we did Spies. Here's a story. <laughs> right. We're going to do that show one day. <laughs> we, we did Spies. Uh-huh. And we're doing Actors. Yes. As Spies. Uh-huh. So here's the story of Christopher Lee. God, he's so glorious. Isn't he the best? He's amazing. Some people might know some of the stuff about Christopher Lee, but here here we go. Let's do this. Christopher Lee, son to a lieutenant colonel and an Italian countess. Weird. Isn't that crazy? Weird. Does that make him an actual Count Duke? <laughs> yes. I think he's a count now. Is he? Well, on his mother's... I mean, If his that... mother is a countess. Yeah. Does the, the, does the lineage... I, I guess think it doesn't so. matter, right? Yeah. Um, Unless she gave it up. But if she's still listed as a countess... Oh, it gets crazier. That's just the... That's just... Here's the, the tip of the spear. That was the first aside <laughs> after I said his name. Here's the next aside. Okay. Best known as the actor of City of the Dead. I fucking love that, <laughs> that movie. movie. Oh is man. So good. Fucking love it. And descended directly from the Holy Roman Emperor Charlemagne. What? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. This dude's impressive. I mean, like some people just like hit the lottery. Wow. <laughs> In terms of having like a yeah, but what he life. did with his life was really incredible. Yeah. He enlisted in the RAF, uh, the Royal Air Force, mm-hmm. and actually before then, before the war was really in England, mm-hmm. he tried when he was seventeen. I didn't realize he was so young when he was in World War Two. Yeah, he when he was seventeen, he tried to go to Finland and join their military <laughs> to help fight the fascists. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, in 1940, uh, he wanted to be a pilot, but his eye, he had, like, an eye problem. Mm. So, they're like, well... We can't. We're going to make you an intelligence officer and a code breaker. Oh, what? So, even though... So, throughout his career, after, after this... Yeah. You know, everyone would ask him about it, and he was pretty... Yeah, well, he had to be cagey about cagey it. Cagey about it. You're not supposed to talk about that shit. One time, a, 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 a reporter asked him, um, 
like, what did you do? And, he, and Christopher Lee said, can you keep a secret? And the interviewer said, yes. And Lee said, so can I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love him. <laughs> and he went on to say, on another occasion, I was attached to the SAS, which is the Special Air Service. So it's like the spy mm-hmm. branch from time to time. But we are forbidden, former, present, or future, to discuss any specific operations. Nice. Let's just say I was in special forces and leave it at that. Yeah. People can read into that what they like. Ooh. That's a great answer. He's so hot. God, he's amazing. So hot. What we do know Mm. is that his career began in Africa, and he would, like, south of Africa up to the Middle East, Mm -hmm. and he would bounce from one enemy base to another, sabotaging the airfields in the Luftwaffe airplanes i'm you know i i always had an affinity for christopher lee but now suddenly i'm like he's just so fucking incredible i mean like we are just I, we are like so <laughs> gross in his presence I know. So, i'm like oh god i, I feel, don't think even i'm worthy i feel like i'm one of those kelp creatures in little mermaid yeah. compared to him like just scrabbling for right? sunlight Ugh. And then uh, he was fluent in multiple languages, five to be exact, and three more conversationally. So basically eight languages. Nice. It wasn't long before he was brought up for special operations, Mm -hmm. but it's also called the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Oh. (laughs) Which he conducted espionage, sabotage, and reconnaissance in occupied Europe against the Axis powers. His job was also to hunt down Nazi war criminals. God, I love this guy. It's like every sentence is Just better. every sentence is better and better. <laughs> Up until his death, and as far as I know until today, most of his work is still classified. Awesome. How, however, after he retired from the service in 1946 at the ripe old age of 23. Oh, my God. He did oh all my this God. before he was 23. Wow. He was decorated for battlefield bravery from the Czech, Yugoslav, British, and Polish governments. What the fuck? So he was doing some... Baller, Baller shit. <laughs> wow. What is that? That's one, two, three, four. Was that four governments? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is illustrated further in the following quote attributed to Lee. I've seen many men die right in front of me. So many, in fact, that I've become almost hardened to it. Having seen the worst that human beings can do to each other, the results of torture, mutilation, and seeing someone blown to pieces by a bomb, you develop a kind of shell, but you had to. You had to. Otherwise, we would never have won. Oh, good God. So, like, basically, I had to do some nasty shit. For He's us done to win some that bad war. shit. Yeah. Wow. As um, years as a spire, what actually led him into acting after retiring at 24. <laughs> uh, he got lots of lucrative job offers from pharmaceutical companies, mm. but he was having trouble just fitting into. Like society, yeah. Society is just like, I've done so much and I'm going to be like a pharmaceutical rep. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he was having dinner one night showing off his scars, like the Jaws scene. Like, hey, yeah. check this one out. And his friend was like, you know what? You sh- you've led such a dramatic life. You should be an actor. And then yeah. you're something different all the time. Yeah. You know? And that way you don't have to fit in. You don't have to fit in. Yeah. And so so that's how he got into acting. And it's I said, it's worth stating... There was one article I read that said some of his claims, they might not have necessarily been lies, but might have been exaggerated by him. 
However, my problem with that is he had scars. He has medals. He has all the medals. Medals don't fucking lie. And those documents are still classified. So who yeah. are you to say that they're lies if they're Somebody classified? who's fucking jealous. Yeah, yeah. So I tend to agree that they were probably true. And, of course, there's the famous quote from Lord of the Rings, which mm-hmm. you know when... Uh, Wormtongue st- stabbed Soromon. Yeah. Peter Jackson was like, this isn't how someone should be stabbed. And Christopher was like, Lee was like, have you ever stabbed someone? And Peter Jackson was like, no. And he's like, well... I have. And this is what it sounds like. <laughs> this is what it's really like. <laughs> and then Peter Jackson was like... You know what? I'm just going to walk over here. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> he is also Ian Fleming's cousin. Yeah. Uh, and served alongside him during the war. He's, I think, one of the people who inspired Bond, James Bond. Yeah. It was him and James and the Giant Peach. Get rolled down. Yeah. Those were the two. He participated in more on-screen sword fights than any actor in history. <laughs> uh, he is the most connected actor in history. Uh, like, if you think of, like, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Right. You can usually do Christopher Lee in, two in like, an average of two and a half movies. You can connect him to anybody. Wow. He also released the heavy metal, hardcore, symphonic power metal concept what? album about Charlemagne when he was 88 years old. What? Charlemagne by the Sword and the Cross. It's not as metal as I was hoping for. It's more like fantasy metal. What? <laughs> I did listen this to This is that. new. <laughs> this is new information. It's, new information. It's like almost when like, he was 88 years old, this man does not stop. <laughs> he does not stop. Well, he stopped now. Well... <laughs> There's some things you can't stop. I bet, though, if you could I bet, though, death, if you could conquer death, it would have been Christopher I Lee. Bet, I bet there was quite the epic <laughs> battle <fight. laughs> when the death came a call. When the death. <laughs> and, and he was like, stay away from me, death. He's and like, the, I've got this and jar. And death was like, you're the only person that freaks me out, man. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I've got this jar, and I will put you in it. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. And now Christopher Lee is death. He's taken his role. Yes, because that's he, something Christopher Lee would do. That's yeah. he's like, oh, the most yeah. exciting role of yeah, my exactly. life. Exactly. Oh man! And then if Christopher Lee shows up on your doorstep, you're you're fucked. Anyway, everyone sees City of the Dead. It's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so now that we've gotten uh, talked about that, we can talk about Mission. Oh Impossible. right, right. Well, sorry, you've like totally thrown uh, yeah, me now Christopher like, Lee, I'm, and now I'm done. That's too interesting. It's too interesting. Yeah, I mean, he's fascinating. Yeah, right? Crazy. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, the first thing, obviously, we need to talk about with Mission Impossible is... (laughs) I love the three-second pause for the colon. (laughs) Is the theme song is great. Uh, The theme song is awesome. The opening credits are shit. But the theme song nails it. And, like, they throw that theme song in throughout the show. Yeah. It seems to be whenever they're parking a car. Whenever they're really boring. (laughs) Yeah. And then then the music starts up. The music really does a lot of Like this guy unpacking. (laughs) Yeah. Or just changing into a tie. (laughs) But it it does a lot, actually. Because there are, like, slow moments. Uh And it does kind of pick it up a little bit. It's like, what's going on? Yeah. They're parallel parking. Like, it's like nothing really. They really show the drives yeah, and the parking. They're going to fill And the getting onto the plane. <laughs> they're going to they're fill out that 45 minutes. <laughs> they're going to do it. I thought what was uh, cool about the show is there's not a lot of dialogue in the show. Really? I didn't feel like there was. I felt like they took I thought a, there was a lot of dialogue. You did? Yeah. Well, we should get. I guess we should talk about the plot of the show. Well, the exterminator guy, the electronics tech, he only has one line. 
Does he? Yeah. <laughs> and that's, I need full access in order to exterminate these pests. You'll get it. You'll, that was it. <laughs> that was it. No, no, no. He answered. Oh, no, he doesn't even answer. Yeah, the phone. see? When they call. They're no. like, this is the Yeah, he just transformed. Yeah. Yeah, and then he yeah. kind of like has there's a yeah. lot. There's a lot of like communication through looks and like facial. Yeah, I, the knowing glances. And every time they would do that, I would laugh. Oh, Because so knowing glances are my favorite thing. There's a part where Cinnamon comes in and walks in on Martin Lando, like yeah. putting on his illusionary disguise. <laughs> And they have like a moment where they like, the, and the camera's like dramatic, like zoom, zoom in on their zoom. looks, yeah. And like it's like Martin Landis, like oh fuck, I got caught. Yeah. And then it's like she's like there, and then he smiles and she winks at him. And it's like yeah, I like this. What's going on? I don't know. It was awesome. It's hot. It was awesome. Uh, but basically, the plot is he goes to like a big lot, <laughs> and he asks for like an obscure record. Mm-hmm. He gets the record and. Like we said, there's a recording. Except it says that the record will decompose after he listens to it. Yeah. Decompose. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't self-destruct. It doesn't self-destruct. It decomposes. How do you explain that? So that woman who's So it ruined your record player because yeah. clearly the acid burned through the record. Because he doesn't clean up his mess. No, he doesn't. So that woman that you know, this show there. is meticulous about showing every single step of the way. Every time we would have a que- question, yeah. they would resolve it like almost immediately mm-hmm. and usually in a kind of pithy one-liner that was actually quite clever and funny. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but like, yeah. But for the record player, it was just cut, next scene. Yeah, he just leaves and then that woman's going to come back with those invoices for and her be boss. like, what the hell happened here? <laughs> How did he pour acid on this record? <laughs> like, now my record player is destroyed, and it was a nice record player. Yeah, it was a nice. That was a nice. Well, one. let's talk about the furniture. Okay, that couch. <laughs> I need that couch. I has to has it. You has to has it. I has to has it. It looked very comfortable. Yeah, it was great. It was curved. It gets a lot of play in this show too, because mm-hmm. apparently that's his house. Uh, and they come over to play poker, and all of them cheat. All of them. That's a great <laughs> scene, though. Yeah. And like again, I don't think feel like there's a lot of dialogue in this scene, but I feel like you get a lot. Of character work mm-hmm. in something so simple as a as a the um what's his name the the safe cracker guy uh-huh. like he catches Martin Landau trying to do like a sleight of hand yeah in order to, to pick up money to pick up money out yeah. of the pot and he's like don't do that or practice that on your own time and then mm-hmm. Cinnamon's like well I know you don't have the ace of clubs because I, I have the ace of clubs I, I, yeah. I have the ace of clubs. And then the other guy's like, I have uh, five or... I have five pair. Five pair. And he's got, like, <laughs> he's got, like the half the dick. Yeah. <laughs> like, all of them have been cheating in different ways. Yeah. But it was, like, a great way to show how they work together. Yeah. Like, how their skills without mm-hmm. being like, I'm the explosion expert. Yeah. Even though they did that, too. Mm-hmm. Which is a cool way of introducing the actors on the show. Yes. It's like... He looks at the dossier and he sees Martin Lando, mm-hmm. Master of Elysium. Yeah. And then, it, it, or whatever the character's name is, is in the screen. But on top of it with the credits is Martin, Martin Lando. Lando. And yeah. And throws it down. It's next yeah. guy, next guy, next guy. So I like that. Yeah, that was fun. But yeah, well, and then the carpet that we did have. Oh, the carpet was disgusting. Imagine 60s carpet and then like. Bright it, green. Turn it to like a bright. It wasn't even AstroTurf. It was some sort of weird like round circle clumps of yeah. just like it gross wasn't like, green. It wasn't like shag carpet. No, no. It was just like a really. It was disgusting. It looks. Like it was it, disgusting. And considering how much they smoke in this show, that's just <laughs> gonna like soak in all that Ugh. smell. Everything must have stunk. Oh God. Um, 
Did Cinnamon Carter, she really used those cigarettes to her advantage. Yeah, oh yeah, she gave them all practically blowjobs every time. <laughs> every time. Every time. And then I was like, and then they call it the IMF. Yeah, and the I'm Impossible like, Mission, like what was it, Force, that. Impossible Mission Force. So that's the name of their group is yeah. like, literally like the Mission Impossible No, crew. Impossible Mission, mission Force, Force. IMF. <laughs> But again, like I don't feel like their missions are that impossible. They're no. quite doable, mm-hmm. except for they screw up a lot. But, <laughs> but the screw ups they make, you don't feel like they're incompetent. Like yeah. it's, it's more like you can't predict everything that mm-hmm. might occur on a mission. Yeah, you can't predict the hotel manager is actually damn good at his job. Yeah, like he's actually. <laughs> Well, like, and see, that was, see, that was the one mistake I think they made. Yeah, they didn't do enough research on the staff. Because they, because Martin Landau, oh, wait, should we explain the plot? Oh, anyway, this, this country in the Caribbean has two nuclear warheads. Mm -hmm. Their job, if they choose to accept it, is to go down there Mm -hmm. and get these things. Martin Landau is pretending to be the dictator. Yes. And when he goes to his room, for whatever reason, there's two guards there, mm-hmm. and they send, they beat up the guards, mm-hmm. and they tie them up. Yeah. Where I think they screw up is Martin Lando talks to the hotel manager, Poirot, <laughs> and he's like, where are my guards? Yeah. I'm like, you shouldn't have said anything about no. your guards being missed. Because as soon as he says that, that guy's on the case. Yeah. He's like, where are these guards? And then he's like, dude, something suspicious is happening. Yeah. I don't trust any of this. Remember what I told you this morning? Wait, yeah. you're being suspicious. Something isn't adding up yeah, here. Yeah, something's not adding up. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I think that's the one place they really kind of messed mm-hmm. up a little bit. But, like, most of, like, because, like, we were, like, worried about the safe cracker guy being in the safe. Yeah. And you were like, he's going to run out of air. That thing he's going to suffocate. And he pulled, comes out, he's got a freaking little oxygen mask. Yeah, and, and I was like, like what? Oh, that's awesome. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> They're even, like, focused on that detail. Mm-hmm. Which made me happy. And then she comes out in order to, like, save Martin Landau. Uh, she comes out, and Cinnamon does, mm-hmm. in a towel. Yes. And I'm like, she had to have changed in front of those guards who were tied, tied up there. Up. And then, sure enough, next scene, she's like, yeah, but they got the better show. Yeah. You know, because like, totally they amazing. watched her completely change. Yeah. She, they had to. They had to. Yeah. <laughs> those guys are like, this is the best kidnapping <laughs> we've ever been involved in. <laughs> it was hilarious. And I was like, I love the fact I'm getting answers for these weird bits. Yeah, it was like, yeah, because you, you made that joke and like immediately they made yeah. a joke and it was like cool okay awesome moving on all right you know, we don't have to linger on this yeah uh, yeah the, the basically the plot is a classic getting back into the game mm-hmm. assembling a team mm-hmm. mission now is martin landau always going to be playing two characters on you know i don't remember martin landau in most of them i just remember peter graves yeah, because that's, a, I think, a season or two later. I yeah. think I think if I remember, well, I don't know. I've never seen this show, but I guess I've seen cult, it. cultural osmosis yeah. I think Leonard Nimoy becomes the new Master of Disguise okay. later. And then Peter Graves obviously mm-hmm. becomes, like, the main yeah. dude. Yeah, I've seen it, and I remember when the first Mission Impossible movie came out, I was so excited to watch it. Because mm-hmm. I love the original series. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, man, this is going to be great. And, and, I was, then the, and then Peter Graves dies in, like, the first five minutes. I was like, fuck you. Yeah, all, fuck you. All, all, the characters, <laughs> yeah. all the characters die, like, in the yeah. first five minutes of the And I was like, this movie. sucks. But, like, I think <laughs> this show would have been amazing in 1966. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I like it now. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying... But we've seen all of these tropes now. Yeah. But this was the first of its kind, really. Yeah, I... It set up the tropes. Yeah, this created the tropes. Yeah. 
I don't know. It was very engaging. Mm-hmm. I liked all the characters. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't, and like ba- and it moves along quite well. It mm-hmm. gets a little maybe slow, but like not in a we're doing this bad, right? You know, slow way. It more like it's an old TV show, and sometimes you you kind of like drift off. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I said you were very concerned about the air problem for that guy. Oh, and then one of the problems that happens, that, you know, can't be foreseen, is the safe cracker gets his fingers broken. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, so now we have to deal with that. So, like, a lot of the drama is, like, they're very competent, mm-hmm. but, like, just unforeseen things happen, and mm-hmm. then they're, they're reacting to the unforeseen things. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they're, they're very on top of it, like, how they're they're carrying out their little mission. Yeah. I didn't think a nuclear warhead would look like a carburetor. Yeah. It doesn't have any warnings It doesn't on. have any warnings on it. I would have thought nothing if I walked past that. Yeah. I would have thought, oh, it's some sort of weird engine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's I, yeah. what it looked like to me. I like. I mean, I've never, used. I've never actually seen a nuclear warhead, so I'm not really, really sure, sure what I'm supposed to be looking at anyway. I feel like every time I've seen them in a movie, they're, like, always conical. Yeah, they're always inside the missile. Yeah. But I've never actually seen the warhead itself. See, if I saw a missile, I'd be concerned. But if yeah. I saw this thing, I'd be very, like, eh, I'd be like, yeah, I don't know, a car part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought it was funny that Martin Lando takes over for this uh, dictator. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to do the speech because he's like, I'm going to get busted if I do the speech. Yeah. But then he proceeds to speak English to everyone yeah. in Santa Costa. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even have it. doesn't even have a Spanish accent. And then one of uh, the the Briggs, main dude, Briggs, the main guy, he's supposed to be from Switzerland. He, he speaks German, and he speaks impeccable American English. Not even yeah, we were like, it's not even British English. It's he doesn't e- even have like an accent that he's even faking. You could be like, oh, I went to school in Cambridge or something yeah. like that. It's like I'm. I'm from Switzerland. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. And they're like, oh, no problem. Uh, yeah. And this is my man servant. <laughs> this is my man servant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he makes no attempt to do that. <laughs> I like um, that they did have a line where, because they've kidnapped the dictator, and Cinnamon comes in, mm-hmm. and she's supposed to be, like, making love to this gross dude. Yeah. And Briggs is like, you got to be here in an hour to make it look good. And I'm like... To make it look right. <laughs> he it said, look make right. it look right. Gotta no make, quickies. <laughs> no quickies. Got to make it look right. Got to make it look right. An hour. <laughs> an hour. And I was like, wow. I was like, yeah. That that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. That's right. An look, hour. He doesn't look healthy enough to go for an hour. <laughs> no, he doesn't. All that smoking. I don't know how they're going an yeah, hour. And like very weird <laughs> patches of like... Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't what... know what's going on with his face. No, it looks like he got stung by a bee a few times. I thought it was crazy that Martin Landau dresses up like an old. He dresses up like three or four different people. He's a master of illusion, guys. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he dresses up like an old man, and he looks like Martin Landau did as and an like, old man. As an old man. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I would be shocked if someone put old person makeup on me, and it was like, that's exactly. That's what exactly you're what you're gonna look like when you're older. This is it. Like, look in the because, mirror. Because, like, we looked at him and we were like, oh, my God, that's current Martin Landau. Yeah, yeah I forgot I was watching yeah. past Martin Landau. And I was like, oh, wait, he's, like, 30 He looks like that now. <laughs> well, he's dead. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying. Edward era. Edward era, yeah. <laughs> the the strong guy is the rearranging the furniture dude. Yeah. Um, one, one part I, I, I kind of like in a, uh, in a very, like, pro- what do you say, like a pro-America way, <laughs> is like when the dictator, the dictator and Briggs end up, because they the end up in the safe. cracker breaks his finger, so Briggs subs. Has to do it. He has mm-hmm. to do it. And they bring the the guy with him. The to, real dictator. To be like, you're going to tell us the code. Yeah. Or we're going to blow up. 
Yeah. And he's like, you're going to tell me or I'm just going to make a guess. Yeah. And And if I'm wrong, we'll never know. We'll never know. (laughs) And so the guy's like, okay, whatever. And then he's like, okay, I'm going with green. And the guy's like, (laughs) (laughs) and he's like, I I promise you, just let us go. Or the dictator's like, just let me go (laughs) and I'll let you go. And I'll never use these warheads against your country. Yeah. And Briggs says to him. You're right about one thing. Those things might go off, but it won't be in my country. It's like, <laughs> holy and shit. And then he even says, if you get my meaning. <laughs> it's like, I will make Santa Costa a crater. <laughs> I am not afraid of you, sir. And then the guy gives him the, yeah. the code, which is a color code, which is red, white, and blue. Yeah. Indicates he was going to go after America, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah, so. it does. Yeah, so which was was cool. I don't know. I I really enjoyed it. Oh, I had a great time watching it. I had a fun watching yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Cinnamon Carter is like my new favorite. She's awesome. Person. Yeah. <laughs> she's awesome. I don't know why she's not. She's not in the movie. There's no way they have a character named Cinnamon in the new <laughs> Mission Impossible's, right? I don't know. Um, but do you want to hear what other people have to say about the show? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, the first is from Queen of the Goons. Hmm. This is a very recent review. What kind of goons? From this year. You know, the the bad goons. (laughs) (laughs) She says, beyond terrible. What? This this was one of the worst series I have ever watched. But you watched the whole thing? (laughs) I watched it for the gorgeous guest stars, Sid Haig, Joseph Ruskin, and Sawaya. Hmm. I don't know any of those people, and I'm sorry if I mispronounced any of it. And it was not just beyond stupid, but a dirty shame. What? This series was so pathetic, it makes you wonder what the writer was drinking. Wow, that's harsh. That's harsh, man. Wow. I thought it was good. The only one they didn't explain, this is what I was going to say, mm. the one plot hole that I don't feel like was adequately uh, explained was the explosive guy sets off fireworks to <laughs> yeah. go off to be a, a distraction. Mm-hmm. And you were like, well, wouldn't the guards be like... Take notice of this? Yeah, everybody... Because they're all like, ooh, a fireworks show. But I'd be like, is this scheduled? Yeah, I'm sure they would... If we're going to let off explosives around this guy in this highly militarized area... Yeah. I think you're at least going to tell the... The the soldiers there's going to be fireworks, so so don't get too upset about the explosions. Yeah, but instead everyone like treats it like in the heights and they're like, ooh, look. Yeah. So, and yeah, I had I, a problem with that. That was the one I didn't mm-hmm. feel like was, I don't think that was a good, they needed something there to be like, this is going to, you know, yeah. to kind of smooth Like, oh, part. we'll do that during the scheduled fireworks show. Yeah, yeah. You know. It's already scheduled. Yeah, it's already scheduled, so um, we're going to time it just so that when one of them explodes, I also break open the safe. Yeah. You know. That I can understand that. I mean, but... yeah, that's that's ultimately what they want to do is they want to cover the sound yeah. of him exploding open the safe yeah. with the sound of fireworks. But exactly. I mean, yeah, if they could have had another firework going off, or just have the explosive guy like be a part of the fireworks, mm-hmm. or maybe because I I guess what the problem is they needed him to do something. Well, and my problem besides looking for rats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my problem with that is that hotel man- manager was really good at his job. However, he just totally forgets that there's a pest guy r- walking around. Everywhere. He's just like, in like the nobody vents. bothers being like, hey, where's this pest guy at? Well, there was a lot of pests. They, they, Martin Landau, they dropped <laughs> like 10 fucking mice on the floor. It was disgusting. Your reaction was very good to that, too. <laughs> <laughs> that is your thing that you hate. Well, I'm musophobic. Yeah. I can't handle mice in any form. 
<laughs> oh, this the the our ten star review is from Dan Briggs. He he rated himself. <laughs> he rated himself. I was awesome. <laughs> uh, the show of shows. I used to think Star Trek: The Original Series was the best show ever made, but I now think Mission Impossible. <laughs> is... I love the three second pause. <laughs> no, no other show makes me think think capital T like Mission Impossible does. <laughs> Briggs, Phelps, Hand, Carter, Armitage, and the ever-present Collier were the backbone of the show, among others. Oh, okay. <laughs> they are the backbone. But plus others other people too. were also the backbone. Episodes such as Operation Rogosh, The Photographer, The Exchange, The Town, and The Carriers are some of the best written in TV history. Subtle subversion and the art of the con are two of the trademarks of this explosive series that provide... I'm sorry, that proved that spies need not be Maxwell Smart. Who's the get smart guy? I don't know. You know, like, he's he's a comedy guy. He's like the guy that... I didn't... I never watched Get Smart. I don't... Oh, I used to watch Get Smart. Oh, I don't know. Uh, James Bond or John Steed to be effective. I do want to watch The Avengers. Oh, me too. Although each is in their own way, I think of Mission Impossible as a thinking man's gaslight. Wait, what? His <laughs> review doesn't make sense. <laughs> You see, if he's, he's not making a great case for himself. No, he's not. This is for thinking, man. <laughs> it's good learning. Uh, if you think TV shows are written for morons, watch The Mind of Stephen Miklos and get back to me if you can understand the plot. Oh, please. <laughs> uh, a little trivia. Greg Morris and Peter Lupus mm-hmm. were the only, that's the explosive guy and okay. the strong guy were the only original cast members to remain on the show throughout the entire wow, run. Wow, good job. Although Lupus was replaced by Sam Elliott Ooh. for approximately half the episodes in season five. Nice. I would have loved wow. to see Sam Elliott. Yeah. Yeah, I would keep watching this just yeah. to like, see all these people. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, Red Light, Green Light. I, I, oh, Green Light, yeah. Green Light. Fucking Green Light. It's not even, yeah, I don't even have to think about no. it. No. I mean, like, do would... Do I think every one of our listeners will enjoy it? I think it Probably. really... Probably. De- well, it... It depends on... It depends on if you like really old stuff. You, like, if you can get into, like, old you know. stuff. If you like, I don't know, like, old James Bond. Like, that kind of... I mean, I don't like James Bond. No, but I mean, if, like, you can watch, like, 60s Bond, mm-hmm. then you can watch this for sure. And this is, like, not as sexist as, you know... It's nowhere near sexist like James Bond. No, no, no. no. But I mean, like... Well, not this first episode, anyway. Well, yeah, who knows? Yeah. The next episode it could might be, be like Cinnamon really Car- bad. Cinnamon Carter, like, <laughs> like yeah, my, I'm the secretary now. I'm the secretary. You know, probably. <laughs> That's what they did to Wonder Woman when She's they first. She's the master jo- of illusion. Oh my God, Wonder Woman really pissed me off. <laughs> are you talking? Are you talking about the movie? Or this just, TV show and the movies. Well, in the, originally, Wonder Woman was like more popular than like Superman. Then they were like, we're gonna make a league, and it's gonna be a Justice League, and all our most popular heroes are gonna be in it, and Wonder Woman's gonna be the secretary. Oh, it's like, fuck you, kick Superman's ass. Fuck <laughs> 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 you, sexism. Fuck <laughs> you, right up the ass. Yeah. So I mean, like, this is this is refreshing. Is it perfect? No, of course not. <laughs> no, it was made in 1966. <laughs> Come you, on. Are you kidding me? But for 1966, I think it is pretty mm-hmm. progressive. I mean, ish. It's nowhere near sexism as my Hercules movies. <laughs> I mean, like, we haven't even spoken about... I, I want to get the character's name, because I don't want to just call him the explosive guy. Uh, Greg Morris, Barney Collier. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he He's a black guy, and mm-hmm. this is 1966, mm-hmm. and he's, like, a very... He's the electronics tech. He's the electronics yeah. tech, and, like, there's no... 
there's no racism against him. Not, yeah. not even like, like quote unquote like casual racism. Yeah. Like, he is an equal part of the team. Yeah. During a time in America where that would where he, yeah he would you're still earning eat, your rights. You would have to yeah. be eating in like a different place and drinking from a different water. Exactly. Fountain. And like they're like, no, he's gonna be. He's an equal on our team. Yeah. You know, like it was awesome. Yeah. And, yeah. and the same with Cinnamon mm-hmm. as a woman in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Like she is an equal in our team. Like I said, yeah. there's like mild flirting, but it's never, you never feel like it's crossing over or it's, even, it's never creepy. And it's, it's never really serious. Yeah. It's like if you've ever like had a friend that you kind of flirted with, but right. like you don't really, it's it never going to go anywhere. Yeah. You're just friends. Like, yeah. Like that's kind of how it feels. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it'll go somewhere later, but I don't think so. I don't think so. It doesn't honestly feel like the type of show that's going to go that much into their personal, personal lives. Mm-hmm. Like it really, it just, feels like it's just mission after mission after mission. It's just going to be a mission, mission. You might get a little something here and there, mm-hmm. but like again, they're spies. I don't think we're supposed. They don't to... have enough time to tell you their background, <laughs> and like it would go against their whole code. Mm. We don't get close. Yeah, you know, we we just. We play a game of poker. Yeah. We take down this government, and then we move on. We all yeah. go our separate ways until Dan Briggs calls. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed the show. I did, too. So, next week, this is going to be an interesting one, I think, for next week. Okay. Because we are going to watch the new Sandman show on Netflix. Okay. What I think is going to be interesting about this, because this, this show is already flooded with kind of controversy there's mm-hmm. I think as a lot of people are dubious as to the quality since it's okay. a Netflix show okay Neil Gaiman's very po- positive about it but of course it's his show he's not gonna right. like poop on it the clips I've seen look pretty good mm. we, we got a lot of people attacking it for being woke who have clearly never read Sandman <laughs> ever in their life so and but what I think is gonna make it most interesting for our podcast is you have never read Sandman. I know nothing about Sandman. And I Sandman. don't want you to. I want okay. to get your pure opinion <laughs> of it okay. as someone who has zero context for it. Right. And I'm actually going to read, I uh, you got me for Christmas, I believe. You got me uh, one of the... Ulti- omnibuses? Yes, like an omnibus, mm-hmm. uh, the first omnibus. So I'm going to read the first few. that Because like, apparently all the episode titles are named after the comic book so they're oh wow supposed okay. to be pretty faithful to the comic i'm sure there's tweaks here and there okay. there's one there's one specific one that everyone's been dreading okay it's really creepy and gross and everyone's like how are you gonna do that oh okay and um he has said like we've done it so it's okay for tv like it's not <laughs> gonna go overboard okay so i i'm gonna reread too because it's been a bit since it's never a problem to reread sandman but like, <laughs> I want to kind of be fresh on it mm-hmm. when I watch it, and then you, as a complete layman, watching right. it and see how you feel about it. Okay, all right. So, so yeah, so that's what we're gonna do next week. So, Killer Women pushed off again. Pushed aside again. I do have it on the schedule coming up, but I think it's. It, I don't know. I like our detour. Yeah. I really enjoyed the Mission Impossible detour. I I did too. I I, I really did. It was a it was a pleasant. Mm-hmm. Like, I because, like, for this podcast, we're not trying to watch only bad shows. We're no. trying to find diamonds in the rough, or we're trying to understand why certain shows were successful based on their pilots. Exactly. Uh, you know, so we're, we are trying to find a really good show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, that I, is the goal. I think there is a misconception that we just want to, like, make fun of TV shows. God, no. And that's not really <laughs> what it is. It's no. like, 
I want to I want to find shows that are good. Yeah, I do I too. I want to watch. Yeah, and unfortunately, a lot of them are not very good. No, there a lot of them are shit. <laughs> so it just it seems like we're just making fun <laughs> of them, but it's like no, I'm actually looking for something good. Yeah. and like I think Yellow Jackets was good, mm-hmm. but I think Mission Impossible is more enjoyable. Mission Impossible is something I will probably continue watching just because I feel like it'll be fun, dumb for lunch. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't I don't have to get heavy with it or anything like that. There's not lore. There's not lore. It's or just... Or data. Or... <laughs> f*** off. <laughs> oh, my God. Nerd. Yeah. But there, there's no lore or anything like that. It's just... It's, it's a done-in-one show. Yeah. You know, you can watch it and enjoy it and yeah. forget about it. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. I, I totally recommend it. Mm-hmm. Even even if, if it's old. And, like, I guess that's why the, the movies are good. Like, they're just... Uh, they are nothing like the TV show. Well, they're much more action packed I think I think I think what I don't like about now that I'm thinking it's been a while since I've watched the Mission Impossible movies. Oh, I'm sorry, Mission Impossible movies <laughs> is that Tom Cruise mm. kind of assumes the role of everybody on the team. He's yeah. like would it be the Mary Sue, like, or whatever? I He's feel like, like Ocean's Eleven was more Mission Impossible. Yeah, because it was more about a group a team. of a team. And, yeah. And, like, while in the new movies he has a team, mm-hmm. it's really him doing everything. Yeah, it really is. It's not really about the team. This felt, like, Dan Briggs mm-hmm. feels more secondary to yeah. the other characters. Yeah. He's more the facilitator. Mm-hmm. And when it when things go sideways, he steps up and he's yeah. like, okay, you're hurt. I'm going to have to go in. Yeah. And I'm going to have to do it my way, which is threaten to blow up your country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be subtle about this. No. I will blow you up. <laughs> <laughs> but like, whereas the movies, it's like, it's the Ethan Hunt show. Yeah. Like, I just need someone to get me in here so I can do wire work. And, yeah. You know, like, yeah. he does everything. And that's... I, think is less interesting in a way. Yeah, I agree. I agree, I agree with you. The Ocean Eleven's... Did I say that right? Ocean Eleven... The Ocean's Eleven. The Ocean's Eleven. His name is Danny Ocean. Yeah, gotcha. And he has 11 people on oh, his team. Oh, gotcha. And then he adds one every time. Yeah. For a sequel. For like, a I sequel. just need one I more. I need one more. <laughs> one more guy. Or girl. Or girl. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that more is the same vibe. Yeah. Where it's like everyone has a specialized skill. Right. And they carry it out mm-hmm. and he just kind of conducts it. Yeah. Yeah. He puts the plan into motion, and they follow the plan. And then if anyone is going to get busted, yeah. he's going to take the fall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so anyway, mm-hmm. I guess watch Ocean Eleven. <laughs> Ocean Eleven, I don't know. Ocean Elevens. I haven't seen that one in years and years. Either. It I may be bad. I don't, I don't know. know. It's been a while. It's been a while. Oh, God. <laughs> Has been a while. But anyway, so next week, look forward to it. Sandman, okay. everyone get your trade paperbacks out. We'll read Except, Except for, for me. Except, Except for, for me. You. I can't. I want, to see, I want to see if you watch it and you're like, well, I want to read this now. Right. Or if you're like, oh, this is not. Oh, this isn't. No. Like, I, I, want, I want someone's opinion that has no connection to it. I know nothing about it. Yeah, what? You, does he make people sleep and yeah, haunts their dreams? You know nothing I, about I it. I know nothing so about it. I want to see what somebody who knows nothing about <laughs> it takes away from it. Like, okay. is this good? Is this bad? Like, because mm-hmm. like. I think if you're familiar with the source material, you're going to be one of two ways. You're either going to be really worried that it's going to ruin the source material. Yeah. Or, uh, nothing can ruin the source material. Yeah, you clear. can still love the source material. You, you just might not like the show, but you yeah. always have that. Or, you know, you're you're going to 
maybe love it more than it deserves because right. it's just this thing that's finally coming. That you love, yeah. yeah so, so you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it, I feel like, if you know it. Okay. So I want to get someone who doesn't know it yeah. and see how they feel about all it. All right, all right. So, anyway, we will see you next week. Love you, bye. Love you, bye.